everyone, and welcome to Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads. I'm Mike Laban. And I'm Chris Blonsky. And we're two dads who also happen to be nerds. We certainly aren't <laughs> experts, but we are open to sharing our experiences with other nerdy dads out there in the interest of keeping our kids alive. You okay there, sir? You having a good I, uh, I, I'm back at work full-time, Mike, and I brought my work voice, right? I see. <laughs> right into the, the whole thing. I wasn't even thinking about it. I just started going with it. You know, that's just what popped out. I hear, I hear it. I mean, it was very surprising. It was not yeah. what I was expecting, that's for sure. It really threw off the whole cadence of the, uh, the whole <laughs> intro, I would say. Yeah, that wasn't too bad. That wasn't yeah. too bad. But how are you? You good? Uh, doing well, yeah. Like I said, back at work full-time now, Mike, and oh, it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. I, I, miss, uh, I miss working from home already. Man, it's just... It's it's the little things, right? It's it's getting ready for work in the morning. I'm not used to that, you know, and it's making lunch and it's well, I've kind of got some downtime. I guess I could play with my kids or, you know, fire up a game or turn on. Ne- oh, nope. Just going to sit here and stare at my monitor, you know, for half an hour or an hour mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. it ends up working out to be. Right. So, right. I mean, at least I have a job, so. That, that's true small victories right <laughs> yeah i suppose <laughs> <laughs> but yeah yeah that's that's what's, what's happening with me obviously we've got all kinds of kids stuff and family stuff that's been going on i don't know if you want me to just jump right into it sure why not you're already you're already on, already on it just get it get it out of there right so uh we took well we've had a lot of activities this week mike we took Ben uh, in place of the Rockton Fair. They have a Rockton drive-through tractor show. Yeah, I believe is what the name is. And man, it was it was pretty good. Like the, the drive-through part was maybe ten minutes. You know, maybe, mm-hmm. but you could loop through as many times as you want. And to be honest, we just sort of put Ben on my lap, and he drove the car for a little bit through it, and he loved all the tractors and looked at them all and. You know, they had, you know, small tractors, big tractors. They had some, like, transport trucks, like, everything kind of there. And, man, what a big win. I I didn't think he'd be that excited about it since you can't actually get out of the car and, like, sit on these things. But he was still very excited about it. Yeah, actually, Tiff and Laura were talking about this exact same thing. And we opted to not go for it because it was a long drive for William to not touch tractors. Yeah. And and we assumed that because I mean based on previous experiences, William likes to get really handsy with things. Uh, like her her dad, they have a big like they have a big yard out in the country, so they have, you know, tractor lawnmowers and things like that. So William is familiar with those, so the second he sees a tractor, he's like, "Well, I just want to get on it." And, you know, he's been allowed to get on tractors, so right. we've been quite the change to be like, "No, you can't get out of the car." You can't get on any of these tractors. No, <laughs> just stay where you are. Yeah, well, and that was a concern with Ben because he's obviously been on a million tractors too. You know, uh, Grandpa takes him to the John Deere dealership all the time to I'm sit on sure. them. But, but yeah, he, he still loved it, right? So, uh, you know, maybe rethink it, Mike. I, I bet you William would have a really good time there. We did another big adventure yesterday, or yeah, yesterday. We went to the Binbrook Conservation Area. They have a thing there called tree t- treetop trekking. So for adults like yourself and I, well, loosely described as adults, you know, a- age only, maybe. We're young at heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah there you go. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like zip lining from tree to tree, and they've got, you know, like rope bridges and stuff, like more more hardcore stuff. But they do have a section for, it's kind of geared towards i think like eight and under maybe even six and under and what it is is just sort of like a series of tree houses and they have bridges going from house to house and some of them are kind of wide bridges and others are like a tight rope sort of deal but the bridges are very you know tightly controlled with netting and stuff so you're not going to fall off and so by netting i kind of mean it's like this sort of v that you walk through right but it was really good the boys uh, we went with derek and natalie and henry and the boys had a great time out there, even though it was pouring rain. But yeah, it was it was great. Ben Ben certainly wasn't scared because the trees were all or the the things were all maybe ten feet off the ground. I would say, mm-hmm. but surprisingly, he was scared of the tunnel slides that were attached to many of the tree houses. And then Henry was the opposite. Henry didn't really like the, the bridges, but the slides he was all about. So between the two of them, they kind of convinced each other that both parts of them are very fun. 
But overall, I, I would recommend it. It really wasn't that expensive. I want to say maybe like 20 bucks a person for the adults and the kids were, you know, three or four dollars, you know, kind of a, a pittance amount. Right. 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 Yeah. We saw your snaps because Tiff sent a bunch of snaps of, of everybody playing. And mm-hmm. and Laura's like, what is that? Where is it? How do I go? And Tiff gave her the, the details. And Laura looked it up. She's because she's like, "Do you think this is something that William would like?" And I'm like, "Yeah, why not? Let's give it a shot." And there's quite the waiting list now. Apparently, <laughs> I think we we're gonna give it a shot, but I don't think we can do it before August. Yeah, it won't be for a while. Uh, anyway, but yeah, it was very good. And obviously, when they get older, they can go to some of like the bigger stuff. They have three levels. They have the kid one. Uh, I'm gonna say like a 12 year old one, and then they have the adult section. So I can't comment on the other two, but the kid one was really good. And then finally, Ben got to go to his new daycare today. They didn't actually go in, but they got to, sorry, he didn't like go to daycare, but him and Tiff went and they got to tour around a little bit and Mm -hmm. he got to play with some of the toys and everything. And he's very gung-ho about it to the point where we're looking at, well, maybe we can just start him next week rather than in August. Oh, nice. Because he figured like, might as well strike while the iron's hot kind of Yeah, for sure. Because if, if he's excited about it already, then... Yeah, that's right. Why wait for two or three weeks? Like, let's just get them in now. I'm not too worried about like the financial side of it because it's not that expensive. And so, yeah, overall, uh, overall, it's been a good, a good week for old Ben. And Wes has been there and more of the same. You know, <laughs> he, he continues to exist. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We're doing sleep training with him now. I mean, there's not really a ton to talk about, but we're hoping to really corral his overnight sleeps into a little bit more manageable manageable form so because he's he's a little all over the place so right right i see i remember when we first started this podcast and we had you know brand new babies and everything was new and exciting everything was like a 20 minute story whether it amounted to anything or not and now it's just like yeah, we're sleep training him. Who cares? Next thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've talked about it, right? Like That's the struggle. It's like, well, yeah, he learned to sit up. Well, my kid sat up too. And it's like now two years later, well, my kid sat up again. Like, oh, great. <laughs> Whoop-dee shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you want to learn about sleep training, go listen to, I don't know, pick a number, probably episode 40s or 50s maybe. I think that's probably where it would line up. <laughs> but uh, but yes, you know, that's a good point, Mike. Maybe I should focus a little bit more on the younger son for a while in case he... Casey wants to listen to this podcast in 15 years, you know, it'll be like that. What is it? The, the video is like an ad where it was like a kid asking mommy where all his pictures were. And, and it was like, Oh, they're all on Facebook. And it's like, well, where, <laughs> right. where you have pictures of like Jack, who's like the older brother or something. And she's like, Oh yeah, well he was around before Facebook. <laughs> so it's like, who cares about you? you you're weirdy. Everything's off Facebook. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it's that's, that's, done. that's always the joke. Yeah, the kid needs pictures for some school project. And if it's, you're the firstborn, it's like there's albums and albums. And if you're the secondborn, there's like an album there. And if you're the thirdborn, it's like, well, maybe there's like, maybe you're in the background of another photo. <laughs> Something like that. So, Well, you would know yourself. I mean, you come from a family of, of, of three. How many, how many pictures of your sister are there versus pictures of you? <laughs> yeah, but this was uh, this is pre-digital camera era, right? Mike, we're, we're, we're antiques now, you know? Yeah, yeah. Some, some might argue we, uh, we should be taking it back and putting it out of our misery in some days. But... <laughs> yeah, but we're not going to let our wives make that decision, you know? But... <laughs> no, no. Yeah, one project I'm working on, just speaking of that stuff, is um, Tiff and I talked about it, and we really like photo albums, me especially. Mm-hmm. So what we're going to do is every year pick like our favorite like 50 or 100 photos and get them printed and put them in an album. Because, I mean, you know what it's like with digital photos, right? You take a million of them, and you know how often do you go back and like spend time looking at them? You know, Most of the time, you're, you might go and find like that one or two that you were looking for, but... You know, this just uh, to me, there's just something about sitting down on the couch and kind of flipping through and, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. I know some people don't have the problem, you know, like my mom likes looking through them on the tablet and stuff, but uh, I don't know. It's not quite the same to me. Yeah. And I mean, now with Google no longer letting you keep unlimited photos, maybe the, <laughs> you're going to start deleting some old photos too. So Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then I'm going to do the same thing with all the videos that we take, you know, because I'm sure yours are the same. You take like 15 seconds here, 20 seconds there of them doing something cute. And it's like, I don't want to watch a 10 second video. So I'm going to merge them all together into like a 
four hour extravaganza per year, but at least you can kind of watch everything all at once, right? The worst part though, is it's going to be all vertical video. And I mean, I know, I know the vertical video is terrible, but I still take vertical video because it's easy to share on like Snapchat and stuff. <laughs> well, you can just get that. Uh, what's the new thing? You don't leave the black bars, but you kind of like zoom in and unfocus the video. So right. it's like a slightly colorized sidebar. Yeah. And then you can explain to your kids, you know, why you hated them so much. <laughs> yeah. Why would you do these videos for them? To them? <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Well, maybe yeah. we'll just turn TVs. Wasn't there some Sony TV or something you could turn it and and watch vertical videos? It's on a them? it's a Samsung TV. It's yeah, Samsung, okay. there's like, there's like a Samsung TV. I, I actually I, I keep getting ads for it from uh, the source. I guess I think Samsung and the source have some kind of deal where the, I I keep getting ads for like, hey, here's the new whatever Samsung thing, and yeah, they've been really pushing this TV that that rotates. Right. So yeah, yeah, there you go. That's that's what we need. Is we all that's the next step. We got, you know, we we have HD, then 4K, then 8K, and then next is going to be all the TVs turn so that we can watch terrible videos. <laughs> yeah, and, but they better turn automatically because I don't want to get up and manually turn that thing. You know. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. That's the next step. <laughs> yeah. So what do you guys been up to, Mike? Well, it's funny because I was actually saying about how we don't talk about you know, all the stuff that the first ones did anymore, because I need you to relive an experience for me, Chris. Okay. We are about to start potty training, William. Oh, nice. Yes. So I recall you saying that it was a nightmare and that you hated it. And I'm looking for any sort of advice before we get into it on what the hell to do, because I'm not looking forward to it. <laughs> what, uh, what method are you guys doing? The same one that we did? Well, basically, we're not this weekend, but next weekend, because Laura will be off. We're basically just going to pull his pants off and chase him around with a toilet and hope that when the time comes, he'll sit on it in time. And Oh, OK. Yeah. So that's that's more or less what we did. Again, you probably listen to episode, I don't know, 100 and something. Tell me the story, Chris. <laughs> but yeah, what, what we did is I, I forget what guide it is or whatever, but yeah, basically no pants all day. And then every 20 minutes, you know, you pick him up and you put him on the potty and have him sit there and hopefully he pees. And if he doesn't pee after, I don't know, five or 10 minutes, you pick the time you get up and you continue on with your life. And then you put him on that potty again for 20 minutes. And then you basically have to watch him like a hawk. Because if he starts peeing, and he will start peeing, you know, on the floor or whatever, you go and grab him and you put him on the potty. And by then he's probably peed himself out, but he starts to associate peeing with sitting on the potty. And then the other thing that we did was we bought like an incredible number of small like dollar toys. You know, we had like little John Deere tractors and little like a bag of M&Ms and Smarties. And if he successfully accomplished any droplets in the potty, it was like, well, here's a little toy for you. And here's, oh. a, you know, you can have two M&Ms or something like that. So it's not that the process is particularly awful. It's that you're just 100% focused on your kid, you know, like, and, and not that we're not always focused on our child, but you're just focused, like looking at his penis for like 12 hours a day, <laughs> you know, for four or five days until it kind of clicks in. Right. 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 Yeah. I know we've been, we've been hearing from daycare that he's taken quite an interest in sitting on the potty and then they sit with him on the potty and we sit with him here. He, we just haven't had any successful attempts yet. We sit, we read through his potty book. He's got a series of books. They're all the same author. It's, it's the author of toot. If you recall toot, we've talked about on the show before. So it's a uh, potty is, is the book. And we read potty to him on the potty. And he's not allowed to read potty unless he's on the potty. And and we try to associate with this is what he's doing. This is what you should be doing kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because he's added a whole bunch of like bits to it. One of the bits in it is got to go to potty. What does Kitty do? And then it shows the cat sitting in the litter box and the baby's like, oh. And William, without any like you know prompting on our side, is all like, Kitty, go to litter box. And we're like, oh. <laughs> okay good yeah yeah and then and then it's like what does doggy do and then it's like the dog's outside on a tree and it's just like oh 
And then he William looks at it and he's like, doggy pee outside. And we're like, yeah, good. We're glad that you figured out where they pee. Where do you pee? You know, figure that one out. Yeah. I, I think that so far the biggest thing is is trying to get like I, I'm sure yours had something similar where there's like that little cup thing at the front. It's like the splash guard or whatever it is. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So our big thing is he's sitting there and he's just like, got to stick my penis on top of it. We're like, no, 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 no. It goes in the splash guard. <laughs> Keep it in the splash guard. And yeah. Yeah. So but he he is excited about the potty, right? Like you, you've hyped up the potty life and how great the potty is. And daddy uses the potty and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Like, there's actually been a few moments where he's like, you know, got to use potty. And we're like, oh, OK, let's rush you there. And then it's yeah. like, oh, no, you've already done it. You know, like like the other day, he's like, got to go potty, got to poop. And it was like, oh, OK, let's get you. Let's get you up to the potty. I was doing the dishes and Laura ran him upstairs and she's like, well, looks like you've already done it. And and then like <laughs> he's like, but I want to sit on the potty. And she's like, OK, like I could hear her like trying to maneuver him onto the potty while right, also right. trying to not get poop everywhere. <laughs> and then the next thing I hear is like, don't do that. And I'm like, what, what happened? I come running upstairs. The, the cat licked the poo potty. <laughs> like, oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. You can always count on the animals for some sort of disgusting thing. Yeah. It was exciting, inciting, but yeah, no, he, he's, he's, I'd say he's, he's ready, but he's, you know, not quite put it together yet. So yeah. we're, we're going to, do the pants pantsless weekend and see how that goes. Yeah. Well, it sounds like he'll pick it up pretty quick. If he's already identifying it, you know, cause that's, that's where Ben was at. He would immediately tell you when he peed his pants. So it's like, he knows, you know, that feeling equals pee. And I guess the whole idea with taking your pants off is then they can actually see it coming out and they're yeah. like, Oh, okay. You know, I, I guess it helps them clue in or something like that. So, it sounds like you, maybe it'll be like the first day he'll figure it out. It didn't take Ben too long. Well, in that case, we've trained him to pee in the bathtub because he certainly sees it in there. That's for sure. <laughs> it's funny. Ben never peed in the, the bathtub, but then all of a sudden peeing in the shower became like a really fun thing. Like long, <laughs> long after he'd been potty trained. It was like, wait, you're allowed to do this? It's like, okay, yeah, I'm going to do this every do time. All yeah. the time. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. Did he ever poop in the in the bath? No, no, no. He never, never pooped in the bath. Never. Uh, I mean, I'm sure he peed in the bath, but, you know, no, no of those things. We have to fish out the floating poops or anything like that. It's true. I, I remember only one time that that uh, he pooped in the tub and I was the one that had to float it, pick up the floaters. So that was <laughs> that was a fun time. But yeah, it'll make your life so much better, man. I, I can't even remember the last time I changed like a poopy diaper at all because Ben still wears them for overnight. Oh, uh, most of my lights just turned off. Uh, he, he still wears it for overnight, but uh... well, I have to say, Chris, I don't know what point you were making, but your power went out, and that's the first. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not just mine; the entire uh, the entire street <laughs> went out. We don't know why. It's like a little cloudy out there. There might be a little bit of rain, but it's not in our area or anything like that. Yeah, so. definitely not. No, so it was kind of a surprise when because you disappeared, and I was like. Oh man, my internet's so bad. <laughs> but it wasn't me; it was you. Yeah, a, a surprising turn of events. Mm -hmm. And I even have a battery backup, so I thought you also dropped out because the lights in my room stayed on and everything else stayed on, but the battery starts beeping after like five seconds, mm. and I was like, "Oh no, <laughs> that's not good." <laughs> well, whatever point you were making, it's gone now, and neither that's of us fine. can remember what we're saying. And the way that this records, we can't really roll the tape back without it being like a five minute ordeal. And we're already later than we wanted to be. So screw it. <laughs> we're just going to no, press right. on. Whatever point it was, was fantastic and undebatable. So that's right. And maybe I could have salvaged it in editing, but we've really made a scene of it now. And <laughs> <laughs> too bad. Yeah. Anyway, William, we were talking about the potty before, but also something that William is has been doing at daycare is they're also like really into hide and seek now. Okay. And it's really funny because the, the, the people at the daycare, they're like, Oh, William loves hide and seek. He loves hide and seek. And we're like, Oh, okay. Well, maybe we'll play some hide and seek with William. William's the worst hide and seek player I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> they all are. Does, so, okay. Can I guess? Can I guess? Yeah. Does he always hide in the exact same spot every time? 
Well, we we've so far we've only played in the backyard, and you know how our our new backyard is L shaped, right? Yes. So we hide at the back door and do our counting, and then when we go around the corner, he's just running towards you. <laughs> so he's a he's a seeker. He's not a hider. Maybe. Well, even so, like we did, we did, we changed it so that like I, I, Laura sent me some footage of her being like, "Okay, it's my turn. You count to ten. and he's like, "One, two, and then she goes around the corner, and then like a second later, he comes right behind her. Yeah. <laughs> so he's not a very good. He's not a very good seeker as well as as a hider. So, I mean, he enjoys it, but he's not good at it. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, just like anything, they got to learn, right? That's like Ben. Ben always hid in the closet in the exact same spot every single time, and then now he's gotten better. He's learning to blend in and mix it up a little bit. So it's only a matter of time, right? Well, I think what we need to do is we need to have a mommy daddy hide and seek, yeah. where where one of us hides with him, and then the other seeks. Okay. I think that'll be the best way to to ease him into hiding better than he hides now. <laughs> <laughs> or you could both hide and just traumatize him when he can't find you. <laughs> well, you know what? That's funny, actually. Traumatize. This is something I I, I wanted to, I wanted to talk about, and I completely forgot until you said that because uh, I didn't write it down. Is since we've moved, William, the first night we were we were here, maybe the second night, got really upset that it was really dark in his room. Okay, so we we gave him a nightlight. I'm like, okay, so I guess it's just too dark. Like he's always slept in the dark and until now. Now he sleeps with a nightlight. Well, lately we've noticed that he's obsessed with the dark. Like he won't sleep in the dark. But like this morning we spent like 20 minutes sitting in our walk-in closet in the dark with no lights on. And he was having a great time. And I'm like, how come you, you need a nightlight then? If, if you're all like, <laughs> if this is fun... Why yeah. is, you know, why is that scary? Like, I, I don't know, because that's when we first started to use the nightlight because he said it was the dark was scary. So now it's like, OK, he's scared. Let's give him a nightlight. And now it's like, oh, no, the dark. It's my playground. Every other place is anytime it's dark <laughs> somewhere else. It's great. So yeah. I don't know. Does he um, does he come up with many excuses to stay up? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All the time okay. now. OK, I, I am very because Ben maybe two three weeks ago all of a sudden a same as william was just i'm scared of the dark i'm scared of the dark so we had his old nightlight i don't know if you could describe it as a nightlight that we used when he was like an infant that we would just pop on and it just provided enough light in his room that we could kind of mill around and change his diaper and whatever so we just put that in there but i'm very convinced that he just uses it it was like an excuse to keep us in there an extra two minutes to sort of you know console him in the meantime, he doesn't have to go to bed. You know? Yep. Yep. No, William does all sorts of things to prolong. Usually it's to prolong his bedtime routine. You know, like like we'll be loading him into bed and he'll be like snack time. And we're like, mm-hmm. Like, because like, we <laughs> we basically talked to him about like, you know, he, he asks for snacks kind of a thing. Because not every yeah. night. We don't give him one every night. But we'll be sitting there and it's like getting him into bed. And he's like, snack time. We're like, oh, God. You know, like, like it's where he's half into his PJs and on his way to bed. What else does he do to to prolong? You know, he'll he the the routine gets longer and longer every night. Uh, you know, tuck in time. Now you you need to kiss me. Now you need to kiss this guy. Now this stuffed animal. Now you need to kiss this right, stuffed animal. Right. And it gets longer and longer every time, right? So yeah, no, he's he's adding all sorts of of extended time to his not to his sleep time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing how similar this all is. Are either you or Laura the cold-hearted one? Because I'll let me because Tiff is definitely she probably plays it a lot smarter in the long run. Because she she plays along with it and everything like that. And there's times I'm just like, you know, oh come stay with me, Daddy, or tuck me in. It's like, nope, see ya about <laughs> the door. <laughs> you know, because it's been 20 minutes of this crap already. But uh... depends on the time, like, and and what he's asking for. Because there was there's times where like we're on our way at the door, and he's like, one more kiss, and I'm like, okay, and I come back and I'll give him yeah, a kiss. Yeah, that's that's fine. That's yeah. legit. Yeah. But there's times where I'm like walking out, and he's like, I need new PJs, and I'm like, nope, <laughs> like <laughs> we're done. Like that was something tonight. Like he was late going to bed today. I put him to bed. And I was doing the garbage and I had the monitor with me and he started freak like just at the moment where I was like, oh, he's falling asleep. He starts screaming for daddy. And I'm like, oh, God, I'm in the basement. So I have to run up two flights of stairs to get to him. Mm-hmm. And and I, I'm all out of breath and I get in there and he's 
freaking out and i'm like what's wrong and he's like i dinosaur pjs and i'm like oh my god because he didn't want to put on the space pjs we got him out so we offered him dinosaur pjs and he said no and then we gave him the space pjs and so he changed his mind (laughs) yeah yeah that sounds about right yeah so we changed his pjs and we're like if you change your mind again too bad (laughs) so yeah they're a bunch of little jerks they are jerks and and ben i swear tonight he was saying he was hungry even though he ate like six pierogies and you know his entire chicken breast and the whole thing it's like there's no way you're hungry but okay and then when he was eating it i swear he gave me like a shit-eating grin it's like you know i wasn't hungry you know, I just played you. <laughs> it's like a man to man stare down, you know, mm-hmm. like I know the game, you know, too funny, too funny. But how about how about before your power goes out again, we yeah. get into some new stories and we get out of here. That sounds good. All right. Well, Windows 11, we talked extensively about not too long ago, mm-hmm. like a little too extensively, <laughs> too Maybe. extensive. Please. One, one might say one might say, but there's been some some news based on some of the stuff that we were talking about. So, I mean, uh, you have some of the notes. Why don't you go through some of the stuff that... Th- things like the specs not being as restrictive as they once seemed to be. Yeah, so one of the big things they've come out and said is we mentioned on the podcast that they were only supporting processors from basically 2017 or newer. Uh, and one of the things they've come out and clarified is that those are the ones they have validated. Mm-hmm. which basically means they've tested it in-house and whatever. So there's been other, you know, tech channels and tech personalities. I, I like Linus Tech Tips. I know you're not the biggest fan, but they've got stuff running all the way back to like 2009 era processors have been working for this stuff. So obviously it's not going to be a fantastic experience for you if you've right. got a thing that old, but it will work. So that's one thing that's a little bit loosened up. The other thing is there is a bunch of workarounds for the whole secure boot TPM issue. It might not be as intense as we once thought. You know, a couple little registry hacks here and there. I'm not going to go into it. But for the sounds of it is if you really wanted to get it to run, you can get it to run. Of course, that's based on the Windows Insider releases and stuff right now. When it comes time for the full release, you know, things might change for those sort of workarounds. But it does feel a little bit better, at least as far as like the processor stuff goes. Cool. Fun. Mm-hmm. And have you been playing with it? I have not. No. Okay. I thought you said you downloaded it for your work computer. I I can download it, but my work computer doesn't have the specs. Oh. So I have to spend the time and and do the registry hacks and stuff to make it work. But okay. Cause I was wondering, cause, cause I did read that one of the things that they, that came out was that if you don't like windows 11 and you decided you want to go back to windows 10, there's actually a 10 day period after you install where you can just roll it back if you want. And then after that 10 day period, you basically have to wipe your computer and then do a fresh install. If you want Is this to just for the insider builds or is this, kind of a you know upon launch or, I or think did they clarify i think it's a kind of a like an upon launch sort of thing mm-hmm. yeah i mean I, I appreciate that ability i know they offered it when you could upgrade from windows 7 or windows 8 to windows 10 that you could roll it back kind of you know painlessly but at the same time i mean windows 10 it's it's marked for death now people you know you might as well just get used to it right that's that's sort of how i look at it even if you don't love it you might as well get used to it but who knows? Yeah, you had a you had a quick stutter there, and I was like, "Oh no, no, <laughs> nope, I'm still here." Excellent, excellent. Well, that's good. Uh, it's good that you're still here, and it's good that we should all just get used to it and not want to use old hardware that's going to get wiped out anyway. But yeah, but hey, speaking of old hardware, how how about some very expensive video game sales at auction as of late? I know. Could you imagine having this much disposable income, Mike? I, it would be... If, if I had this much disposable income, I would buy more than one video game. But here we are with, with what this is. But, <laughs> so, okay. Let's get a bit of backstory first. So in April of this year, there was a, a, like a record set for the most expensive video game ever sold at auction. 
and it was the Legend of Zelda, and it was for NES, and it was a sealed graded copy, and apparently it had some rare defect or something like that, which is why it sold for so high. Okay. This record has now been broken by a standard, but sealed, but also graded copy of Mario 64 for the N64 yeah. at $1.56 million for the sale. That is insane to me. What was the previous record? Obviously, the Zelda one was. Do you have a price on that? The the Zelda one it was eight hundred and seventy thousand eight hundred and seventy okay so this is this is double base not not just shy of double yeah which is for an N sixty four game <laughs> like <laughs> well and it's not even that like you think about when did N sixty four come out like ninety it was like ninety four ninety five well, was it ninety four ninety five yeah yeah mid nineties like it's only twenty five years ago you know is it. You know, at least like the original Nintendo games are like 35 years old now at this point. Yeah. Like, I mean, I it's I get that, you know, sealed copies these days are a rarity. Mm-hmm. And from what I understand, based on the grading of it, it was in a very good condition, even though it was sealed. Because, I mean, I can I can tell you from from personal experience, a sealed copy does not necessarily mean it is in good condition. Right. Just me. It's sealed. Yeah. The oddity of my collection, and and I will I will point this out, and I might have pointed it out on the show before, is I have a copy of Castlevania Dracula X for Super Nintendo, and it is still sealed, but it is heavily water damaged. <laughs> right. So, I like I I I went on. There's actually a, a website that I've been going to not too long ago, and I've been slowly adding games from my collection to it, and it's called price charting. And price charting will actually give you a value of what your collection is based on the current market trends. Mm-hmm. And a sealed copy of Dracula X is apparently worth like $800. Really? Eh? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure my copy's not worth $800 <laughs> with the amount of water damage that it has. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, like it, it's interesting to to look at these 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 prices because there's a couple games on there that i've thrown on and i'm like really this is the game that's worth a lot of money you know Mm -hmm. like like there's a few surprises like i have a playstation 4 godzilla game from 2014 and i guess it's rare and they've discontinued it like some time ago so you can't even buy it digitally and it's worth like 300 dollars. and i'm like are you serious this is terrible game like the (laughs) only reason i own it is because i like godzilla (laughs) like right right, like I, i i i've played the game and i can fully admit it is bad it is but i enjoy it because it is a godzilla game you know yeah. but so but this game is worth like a ton of well, not a ton it's not worth 1.56 million dollars but like what is worth money i i just it, it's all over the place and and the fact that this sold so high it's going to no, number one it's going to jump the speculator market and everybody's going to think n64 games are worth millions of dollars even though they're not Mm-hmm. And the other thing that I was reading is that people were people were like, "How does this happen?" It's because oh, it's money laundering. I'm like, is it? <laughs> like, is that what? <laughs> is that how this is? These games are going for such such high prices. It's money laundering. I mean, I guess it could be. <laughs> you know, it's hard to say. But Mike, I, Mike, I have to ask you. I know you're a collector. Yes. Like, why? Why would you buy a you know, a sealed game in a box. You can never open it and play it. Why is this worth so much money? I I don't know. And, and maybe I, not this game in particular, but even if it was like a thousand dollars or whatever, like why do you want to have a game that you're never actually going to play sitting on the shelf? I know. I don't, I don't get that. And, and yeah. like, it's the same with comics too. Yeah. What's well, any collectible? Uh, hockey cards, baseball cards, you know, whatever. I guess. I mean, I guess when it comes to to comics and hockey, car- hockey cards make sense because if you seal a hockey card in some sort of plastic that yeah. you know you can't, I guess that's the whole point it. of them is to collect them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's a collectible, but it's also sealed away and it's protected. But you can still like because it's in a clear case, look at it and, and yeah. appreciate it. The the comics make a little little more sense to me in the sense of like I can see why you would want to grade like spider-man number one 
or Amazing Fantasy mm-hmm. like thirteen or whatever, something that's 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 rare, you know, like at the first appearance of somebody. You would want that sealed up because you don't want that to like get destroyed by reading it. Like that's something that you know you can easily get other copies of, you know. But right. I, I, I mean, it's the same thing with I, I don't know because I mean I could go to a used game store and buy a copy of Super Mario sixty four loose for probably fifty bucks and and play it. And meanwhile, like oh, but I could have this sealed copy that's locked away in a box, right. like. I, I I don't I don't get it I don't get it yeah I mean and I understand your arguments with like the comics and stuff yeah it'd be nice to read them but the, you could argue the comics are almost art pieces too yeah you know like you could put a Superman number one on a frame and I'm sure I'm offending Nikolai here or whatever but like you could put it in a frame on the wall and it's like look at this kind of cool art piece you know I guess you could maybe make the same argument for like Super Mario sixty four but it's a video game box, you know, in an era where video game artwork was like, yeah, just slap some shit on there and you know, put it on the box and send it out. Right. I, I think one of the, the reasons that this one, cause I was reading that it's slightly more valuable as an N64 game because N64 games were known for having absolutely terrible cardboard packages, right? Like the most brittle cardboard in the world. So like, Super Nintendo games hold up better than than N64 boxes. Like a perfect example, I don't own a single boxed N64 game. Okay. And it, I, I mean, it probably more or less comes down to the fact that I didn't have an N64 when I was new. So it was I, it's not something I could ever be buying, you know, as it came out kind of a thing. But like they, they just don't survive. Like I mm-hmm. can't I, I see every so often on like Instagram and stuff, people who have like their collections of N64 boxes, but I couldn't tell you the last time I saw one in the wild, you know, like go into a used game store and there's a N64 box sitting there, you know, like it happens, but it's, it's something I don't see as often. I feel like the last time I saw a boxed copy of an N64 game was I was, I was looking for, of all things, doom 64. (laughs) And I was like, man, you know what? I love, I like doom. I've never played Doom 64 and I went out and I tried to find it and I went to a used game store and they had a copy of Doom 64 and it was sealed and I was like I want Doom 64 but I don't want to pay that much for it and then I looked over and there was a loose copy and I'm like I'll take that copy <laughs> like you know <laughs> yeah and that's that's kind of my point is like you know I, if I'm going to buy an old video game I want to buy it to play it mm-hmm. you know like I I guess you can make the same argument with a comic book or something. You want to buy it to read it, but I'm sure you can find a digital version or whatever of the other one online yeah. or something. It's, it's it's just a staggering amount of money for a piece of art. Cause that's what video games are. In my opinion, they're art that you can just, you can actually not enjoy. I, I don't know. It's just sort of strange, right? Yeah. I think, I think I was trying to make this point too, was exactly what you were saying is, you, it's a lot easier to find reprints of old comics. Mm-hmm. Like I, I've read, and to, to you, like you said earlier about offending Nikolai, I'm pretty sure I did it myself when I said the wrong Amazing Fantasy issue number. I said 13. It is indeed 15. Oh, is, oh my God. is the yeah. original? Yeah, good thing you caught that, Mike. <laughs> I know. Well, hey, the, I, I'm probably already going to receive the the note on Messenger that it's like it was 15. <laughs> And then like 10 minutes later, it'll be like, oh, it, well, you got it. <laughs> you yeah, know? Yeah. Someone, someone somewhere will point out to me that I made that mistake. But anyway, reprints of comics like that aren't rare. Like I own I own a copy of Amazing Fantasy 15 and it was a bonus to a copy of Spider-Man the movie on DVD that I bought. I bought the Spider-Man collector's edition and it came with a copy of Amazing Fantasy 15. Yeah, so I've read it. Threw it in there. Yeah. yeah I've I've read it and it's 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 much easier to find, you know, digital reprints uh, or even just reprints in general of popular comics. So, I mean, getting an X-Men number 1 and throwing it up on your wall if you want to read it, there's plenty of ways for you to do it. So it's not, mm-hmm. not so bad, but like, you know, like super Metroid, you know, say I had a really rare copy of super Metroid that was all sealed and everything. I obviously there are emulators and things like that, but if I wanted to own it, own it to play yeah. it, 
you know, it's, it's a lot harder to find it once versus say like, you know, I can't just go on a store and buy a digital copy because Nintendo won't let you, <laughs> you know, like it's, there are a lot of games that just stop existing and, and like my Godzilla game, you can't just yeah. go out and buy another copy of that game anywhere because they stop selling it. Like I'm at this weird crossroads right now when it comes to the PlayStation Vita because they've they've closed the store like the last seven Vita games come out on July 23rd. And then once July 23rd hits, there are no more Vita games coming. And That's it's, it. Yeah. yeah. And it's actually gotten to a point, too, where there are a few companies that have managed to do a physical release, but they didn't make the deadline for the digital release. So the only way you can play it is if you get a physical copy. So those games, the second they hit the market, tripled in value. Like mm. if you want one of those games and they're not even great games, like I, one of the ones I, I was reading about the, the one that I was interested in, I was reading. They're like, oh, yeah, it's glitched to hell, but I have it. I'm like, well, cool. Good for you. You know, like no one else can <laughs> yeah. ever own a copy of it. But and I'm sure it'll be astronomically like I, I haven't been bothered to look on eBay, but I, I can can't imagine how much how expensive this this game is that doesn't have it. You can't buy it digitally. But like there are games that came out four years ago that I was like, oh, yeah, I didn't know about this game. I'd like to buy a physical copy. Oh, physical copies are insanely expensive now. Awesome. Cool. Like there's a game I own a digital copy of called Dragon's Crown. The physical copy of Dragon's Crown on Vita is like $250. And that game when it came out was like $39.99. Right. You know, like and, and, and that was not even that long ago. Like I think it was like 2014 that game came out. Yeah. And that game's worth 250 bucks. Like it's crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. This whole, I don't know, this whole thing's crazy to me, Mike. <laughs> it, I think we've gotten to the point where people our age who are nostalgic about the past have placed an arbitrary value on things that we enjoyed from our past yeah well i mean and that's how that's how all of the this market works right i mean a, a baseball card is worth a penny because it's a piece of paper but we yeah. have decided because it's got a picture of michael jordan or i guess i said baseball I, it would work hey he did play baseball he did yeah i have his baseball rookie card by the way <laughs> i'm sure it's worth like 20 bucks but yeah we've just decided it's worth 25 dollars or whatever you know but i don't know it, it, it's weird it's weird but i'm not a i'm not a collector myself so it's, it's uh, outside of my realm i guess yeah i don't know you got to be a billionaire to be able to get any of this crap anymore but hey speaking of billionaires i like that mike that was good as soon as you said it i was like i know what we're talking about next oh yeah we're going straight into it billionaires billionaires want to go to space and perhaps they should just go there and never come back. But whatever. Billionaires <laughs> going to space. <laughs> That's a whole other other topic to talk mm -hmm. about right there. So, Chris, why don't you 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 are the big space guy. You love space and you've been looking into what's been going on. It's, this is the Virgit Galact Virgit Virgit the Virgit Galactic. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the Virgin Virgin Galactic. Yes, is what uh, launched into space the other day, and of course. People have their their hot takes on two billionaires racing to get up to space first with their little private enterprises and all that type of stuff. Funny enough, I, I know Jeff Bezos is not a huge popular guy in your household right now, Mike, but he was supposed to go up, I believe, on the 20th. And instead, Richard Branson, who owns you know Virgin, obviously, pushed his space flight up to yesterday or two days ago. And he beat that son of a bitch to space, and <laughs> and the whole world rejoiced. <laughs> Hooray! Hooray! But have you? I don't. I guess I'm assuming you don't follow this stuff. But uh, Blue Origin, their Twitter feed has been posting all this kind of thing about how Virgin Galactic didn't actually make it to space, and they weren't high enough off the planet in order to count as like official space trip and all the type of stuff. And I can just envision. Jeff Bezos typing this out angrily. It's like, he's not the first guy. I'm going to be the first guy. I'm going to be in actual space, not to the edge of space, <laughs> not the fake space. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's pretty cool. You and I, Mike, we can save up our money. And I think it's a quarter million dollars for a, a ticket up there. 
And from what I've been reading is, if you take the Virgin Galactic one anyway, you're six minutes uh, in technical space, but maybe not Jeff Bezos space. I, you can feel weightlessness and all that type of stuff. I did read that Elon Musk is buying a ticket to go on Virgin Galactic. Oh, is he? Yeah. Yeah, I saw that today, I think. Hopefully he has enough money to afford that. Oh, I'm, I'm sure he does. <laughs> <laughs> but it is interesting. I mean, I know it's kind of, I don't know, an ego thing right now. But to me, it also does sort of open up the door a little bit to, you know, future exploration of space, you know, or even travel amongst our, our own planet, you know, being able to fly that high and that fast, you can get across the planet a lot faster. But mm -hmm. uh, I do think there's some actual merit to it. It's not just this like, yeah, crazy stunt or anything like that. But it's funny. I would love to go. It's funny that when our parents were kids, there was like the space race between countries and it was who's mm -hmm. going to be first to get into space and who will be first to get to the moon. And now uh, like our, for, for us, it's like, which billionaire is going to make it into space first? <laughs> yeah, yeah, going to change it. But I mean, yeah, say what you want, but like SpaceX has certainly changed the game when it comes to actual space exploration and everything, right? It's a mm -hmm. fraction of the cost. And apparently they are also going to offer up, buy a ticket and go up to space things i figure what the actual name of their spaceship is hold on i wonder if it's my little news thing here no it's not here anyway apparently they are going to offer up something very similar you can you can buy a seat and go up and tour around or whatever but i don't know i i would love to go but it does feel a little excessive right now when there's so much disparity in the world and everything like that but we're not that kind of podcast you know? when you when you read things like there's a twitter account that's basically like, did Jeff Bezos end world hunger today? Have you seen this one? No, I haven't seen it. So it's it's called, it's, that's literally what it is. Did Jeff Bezos end world hunger today? Mm -hmm. And the the description is the assumed amount of how much money it would cost to end world hunger is X amount of dollars. Jeff Bezos is worth X amount of dollars, which is way more than the amount to end world hunger. Right. And then the, the account tweets once a day and it's no. Because <laughs> <laughs> so, the username is did Jeff Bezos end, end world hunger today? And, and then the tweet is no. <laughs> so, yeah. My, my, my favorite thing, one more thing about billionaires, my favorite thing I've read is that, you know, we should get rid of all billionaires. And basically once your, your net worth ticks over to $1 billion, you get sent a plaque that says, congratulations, you you won capitalism. Mm -hmm. And then you're not allowed to earn any more money after that. You have to give it back to other people. It's like, that's that's not a bad idea. A billion dollars. Yeah. I don't think I, I don't think I could spend a billion dollars, Mike. I'm sure if I really like, uh, like I mean, short of buying a, you know, five hundred million dollar mega yacht, <laughs> you know. And other grossly excessive things. I don't think you could do it. I mean, the question is, is, is here's a billion dollars. You have to spend it. Is it the rules that you have to spend it all on yourself or can you spend it? Can you be charitable with it? Because I feel like I'd be able to get rid of some money that way. Well, yeah, for sure. But I, yeah, I think in this context, you'd have to spend it on yourself or immediate family. Okay. Because like I... You know, I don't even play the lottery, Mike, but I could tell you if I won $30 million, I could tell you where every dollar is going. <laughs> you know, I've got my lottery win plan in place. But even then, it's like, I don't know what I would buy. I know pay off the mortgage, probably buy new fancy cars, a couple little gadgets around the house. And then it's like, OK, I'm good. That's all I needed, you know. Are you are you going to be since you have your lottery plan in place? Does part of it involve wearing like a Shrek mask to collect your check so your family doesn't know it's you? <laughs> no, I'd give them all money. I'd give you money too, Mike. Oh, you're on the you're on the short list of people I give money to. Yeah, oh, so well, you're thank lucky. you. I yeah. really hope you win the lottery now. <laughs> well, that's, that's good. Yeah, and I'll <laughs> give one lucky listener out there. You know. <laughs> 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 now we'll I just got to pony up that $2 or whatever it costs to play. We'll have to uh, start a new Twitter account. Did Chris Blonsky win the, win the lottery today? That's right. No. Yeah, I, <laughs> I could script that because you don't even have to have any logic. It's just always going to say no. <laughs> no. <laughs> True. Yeah. True enough. Well, 
I mean, we we, t- we chatted about a fair amount of topics today, Chris. Mm-hmm. And unless you had anything else you wanted to talk about, it's probably a good time to end things. No, that sounds about good. We can save the other one for another day. Yeah. It's very short. Yeah. Well, you also we also want to make sure that you can actually finish the episode, not get powered out again. Yeah, that would be good. I think, honestly, that's like the first time we've ever got caught like that, isn't it? it it's funny because... There was a period, I remember specifically, there was a time where we joked about the power going out. Yes, I remember this too. And it, it was I like think a thunderstorm was, or something. Yeah, but I think there was another time that we joked about the power going out because I had not hit record on like an episode. I think that was it. I It was the episode, it was the lost episode where I didn't actually hit record where, or or no, it wasn't that I didn't hit record. It was that my mic wasn't turned on correctly. Oh, okay. So we recorded half an episode and or no, we, re- we recorded an entire episode. And at the end of it, you made a comment about how if the power went out, you wouldn't go through the trouble of re-recording the episode, which was very funny because we didn't end up <laughs> posting that episode. I still have that audio somewhere. somewhere and it was have... a good episode, too. It was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. And it was during during this speech where we realized that that it wasn't there that we were recording but (laughs) i now now we use zencaster and that problem is not going to go away no definitely not but i think that is going to do it for this week's episode of part-time nerds full-time dads you can follow along with our adventures in parenting at part-time nerds full-time dads.com as well as on apple Podcasts, google play spotify stitcher iHeartRadio, CastBox, and all your favorite podcast listening services. If you want to get a hold of us and let us know any helpful tips or even tell us what we said was dead wrong, you can send an email to the dads at parttimenerdsfulltimedads.com or reach us on our Twitter or Facebook accounts at PTNerdsFTDads. We'll be back next week with more nerdy dad advice for people who are most certainly not qualified to give any whatsoever. Until next time, I am Mike. And I'm Chris. And we'll talk to you again soon. Hooray. I don't even know how long this episode is. I don't for, I forget how far we made it on the first half. I was able to pause it and when you pause it it stops the counter. So we're at 54 minutes. Oh, okay. That's not bad. So, yeah. I think there was a minute of me going, "Chris, are you there?" and then like yeah. waiting for you to come back and then you didn't come back. <laughs> never came back until you did. Well, I couldn't leave you in the dark for too long, Mike. But it was you who was in the dark. Oh, there you go. I turned it around on you. <laughs> I did a double Uno, whatever that card the is. Double, reverse, reverse. Reverse Uno. <laughs> a flipsy backsies. Is that a thing? I'm making shit up at this point. <laughs>